listening to the Bridge Between podcast, a weekly exploration of how a family history research project transformed into a search for understanding, truth, and the points of connection between people. In dialoguing with others, we begin to understand ourselves. My name is Cisco Ramos, and this is The Bridge Between. Birth certificates, death certificates, marriage licenses. What is it about written documents that occupy such a powerful place in how we situate ourselves in society? Why do they matter? What does their perceived importance tell us about ourselves? I've been thinking a lot about these questions over the past four years. Most of my family's history can be traced to the 1600s in the Mexican states of Chihuahua, Guanajuato, and Jalisco. The most important record keeper for much of this history is the Catholic Church. They closely documented the names of parents, witnesses, specific locations, such as a town or church, who married the couple, and even during the colonial era, the perceived race of the child. If we can visualize history as an endlessly large book with many, many blank pages, Catholic Church officials could be described as the official pen with which most things were written down. The vast majority of documents that I'm able to find are birth certificates and marriage licenses. These are pretty straightforward, and their format hasn't really changed in hundreds of years. So if you pick up a birth certificate from 1721 and compare it to one from 1905, the structure is going to look fairly similar. The content might be a little different in terms of how it's presented, but the overarching structure is almost the same. The harder question to answer, in my mind, is why is it so difficult to find death certificates? To be honest, I'm not sure why death certificates are much harder to find. Prior to the 20th century, of the hundreds of documents belonging to the hundreds of people that I can call family, I'm only able to find a handful of death certificates. Everyone has a birth certificate or registration certificate, and the vast majority have a marriage license. I talked to my dad about this recently, and he shared an interesting story that I believe gets at this phenomenon. He told me that when he was a young man, he went to a funeral of an elder relative, who I will call Tio Jose. In the middle of our conversation, my dad looked at me and said, the entire thing was so strange because the funeral happened early on a Tuesday morning. I remember that a group of men dug the hole. The funeral happened. Prayers were said, people cried, and the body was lowered into the ground. Eventually, the hole was filled, and everyone had to go to work. So, I remember being at work later that morning and feeling really strange because I had just been to a funeral. It was emotional, it was weird. But then we had to move on with our days. There was no time to grieve. I think a lot about what my dad shared and what that might mean in terms of the importance that is placed on paper. To state the obvious, paper is power. Whoever is doing the writing has a vested interest in remembering certain details and leaving out the rest. To some extent, it's a new take on an old question. If it's not written down, did it ever happen? The answer is clearly yes, it did happen. People are born, they lived, and they died. I think the better question is, if I accept that the act of writing something down is how I choose to remember, then what are the trade-offs? What is being left behind? To be honest, I don't have an answer to this question. 
I can speculate about bureaucratic structures, being able to pass something down in written form to later generations, and even legal questions related to everyday life. But I think those questions miss at what I'm trying to get at. If I accept the premise that writing is the most accurate form of remembering, then I'm also making an implicit claim that family traditions, such as oral histories and stories that have been passed down over time, do not have the same level of credibility. For me, this is as much political as it is epistemological. In my research and writing, I struggle with this because I place a lot of value in oral histories and traditions. There's something there that words, written words, can't capture. It's something I can feel in my bones. I can hear it in the way people talk and how they describe their lives. When I look at old photos, there are aspects of me that I see in prior generations. Maybe it's a cheekbone, maybe it's a forehead, sometimes it's even a facial expression. At some point and at some level, the body remembers. It remembers pain, it remembers joy, it remembers struggle. This is visceral and definitely is something that words can't capture. We carry invisible markers of the past with us. My family is from Mexico and our traditions and histories live within us. They are actively made and remade in everyday life. If I say that writing is more important, then I feel like I am letting the flavor of what was slip through my fingers. We place a kind of faith in the pen and paper. To some degree, we trust the writer and their intentions. Don't get me wrong, not every writer should be trusted because every piece of writing is coming from a particular perspective to meet a certain aim. Unfortunately, the details of my ancestors' existence are left to the imagination. They were born, they lived, and they died. I don't know their thoughts. I'd like to think that I have some insight into their hopes or dreams. In reality, and if I'm honest, I don't. The closest I can come to understanding anything about them is to read and learn about the circumstances that defined their culture and society. I'm grateful to historians for the painstaking work that they do. I read lots and lots of books about Mexico and New Spain, but it's not the same. Thankfully, some of the churches and haciendas that are mentioned in the documents still exist. I can visit them and plan to do so. I don't have a clear answer to the question this episode is named after. Why do we give paper so much power? At the end of the day, I believe the genesis of an answer begins with something very simple. Because paper is something that is tangible that's been left behind. Something we can touch and hold, as if we can somehow confirm a moment or a memory with a physical object. This piece of paper survived, others did not. I'm not saying that's a good start. I'm saying that there must be a balance in the dialogue. That complicated intersection between the visible and the intangible. Between what is written and the things that cannot be written down because words simply cannot capture them. It's hard, but forgetting is too high of a price to pay. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Bridge Between. Please don't forget to rate and subscribe. If you'd like to reach out, you can email me at thebridgebetween, that's thebridgebtwn at gmail.com, or you can find me on Twitter at thebridgebetween, that's thebridgebtwn. Thank you for listening.